Welcome back to CodingCat.dev, where we give you cats the freshest dose of dev snacks. Here is Alex Patterson and Brittany Postma. This episode brought to you by Storyblock. Build anything and publish everywhere. Brought to you by Jamstack.com. Come join us in San Francisco on November 6th and 7th. Register at Jamstack.org. I just have to say, like after that opening where it plays Jamstack, and it's way too fast, but I think it still gets the message across. You're going to be there, right? I am going to be at Jamstack.com. Okay, because I feel like I'm not going to represent, and it's just like bad because I can't make it out there that quick. So anyways, go to Jamstack. I will definitely be there. And yes, come and hang out and meet all the people. All the people. Everybody's going. (laughs) So Everybody... I, I don't said, know. Is is Patek coming to Jamstack? Yeah. I would love to. They, they had a very very good video like this with the jam and like. Yes. It's so amazing the production <laughs> that they have. I don't know the production team they have, but maybe someone could tell us that works at Nellify. Tell tell you who works at Nellify? Yeah, that works I want to know who the Adam who Hall the is one of the ones that does a lot of the video editing. He's amazing. Is he on Netlify stuff? Yes. Wow. He so I Salman know. did the music for FY Fridays, and then Adam stitches together all of those videos for us. Um, does any like intro outro stuff we need? Nice. That's and, really cool. And then the whole design team is just ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're not here to talk about no <laughs> even though kind of are since we're jam stacking. As you can tell, we have a guest with us. Um, uh, I've been told I can call him either Patek or Matthias. So we'll see. We'll see. Can, how that can goes. you solve the debate? Is it Matthias or Matthias or how do we say it? I'm, I'm Argentinian, so it's Matthias. Matthias. Okay. Matthias. So it always matters where they're from, too. Yeah. 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 Tricky. There's, um, uh, here, here in Hungary, yeah, I'm, I live in Hungary and here it's Matthias. Whoa. So, so Matthias is also the CEO of Netlify, but his is Matthias and you're Matthias. And so I think it really does. It matters. Like the spelling's the exact same. I know it's scary. <laughs> so um, you both happen to be at VTCamp. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you did there? We, we started it. No, really. <laughs> All right, Matthias. What did what did you do at VCamp? Uh, so, like, where would I, I? I started a little bit before, like, so for people that don't know me, like, I'm uh, I'm part of the VidCore team, and I'm working like since January uh, at StackGrids, where like they they care a lot about Vid development, like they they are using for the playgrounds and everything. And so, like, they hired me to work full time on Vit. And one of the things that we end up working on during the year uh, was on VidConf. That the it appeared as an, as an idea of the CEO of StackGrid, like Eric, at the beginning. And there was already some support in the community uh, before that. Like, some people are were starting to say, like, hey, like, what if we do a conference? Like Dominic G uh, from, you know, like from the core team. Uh, I think he was the the, the first one that like uh, like bubbled up the the subject, but at that point it was like a conference, like 
we don't have yeah. any infrastructure to do that or experience. So this was actually one of my questions is how like VCOMP. So it came from like internally in StackBlitz and because you worked there as part of like the V team, like you want wanted to make this thing. And Dominic is also one of the core maintainers of Svelte and he yeah. writes um, Vite plugin Svelte, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And in the, in the Svelte Summit, he did this like awesome talk about like the inspector, I think. It the was, experimental like, inspector is yeah, really cool. Like Mashik. And yeah, like, the, the, like I said, like there was like kind of support in the community, like, uh, but there was no a way to do it ourselves mm -hmm. but uh, eric when when he proposed it, the idea like, like what do you think like if is this something that like people will like like uh, and and we started talking uh, with others like also with with evan you like uh, we asked it hey, like what do you think like it's if we do a conference in the last podcast that we were on with with him he actually said that at the beginning, said like a conference about beat and like at this point of beat life like maybe like is there enough you know, like projects or interest. And See, I think we must live in totally different worlds because to me, I'm like, V is everywhere. It's <laughs> in every framework now. Like, yeah, you this can't was get away this, from this was actually like ten months ago. So you know, like for the life of V, ten months is a lot. So maybe yeah. that like also changed it a bit the perspective. And and so like like with with Evan Green Light, uh, we say like, okay, let, let's do it. And at the beginning, it was going to be May, but like that was too close and we postponed it to, we already had like some like speakers and like started to talk with people and everybody was mm -hmm. very enthusiastic, like everybody that we, we asked it. They, we, because it was strange because we asked it directly, the, the maintainers that work with us all the time. So this was like kind of like coming directly from the beat team itself like through, through me asking the, the these maintainers and they were all like yeah like, let's let's do a talk and let, let's do it so yeah at the end we ended up saying okay let, let's do it in october 11 and we started working towards that and and that like i my involvement in bitconf was like in the organization side and then as a representant also of the bit team like uh, i did a talk about the bit ecosystem there and was like in the in the bit panel also yeah maybe we should actually take like a little step back and explain to everyone what v is before we dive into all the things beat comp yeah yeah that's a that's a good idea so yeah for people that like uh, never heard of bit i i hope like most of your listeners uh, have tried already but you you can imagine it as a replacement for like Webpack, Rollup, Parcel, like uh, like the bundlers that we have been using. Normally, like we don't directly code in HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Like we use some like higher level tool like Vue or like JSX or TypeScript, and we cannot give that to the browser. So we need a tool like a build tool to grab all like our sources and convert that to something that the browser can understand. And at one point, let's say like maybe two years ago, there was kind of, if you were building a library, maybe you will use Rollup, but if not, it was like Webpack. Like that That was like, you, you didn't have to, to even choose, like you will use Webpack. Yeah. And Vite uh, is part of um, like a new wave of tools 
that are using like new tech that we have, like uh, for example, ES modules that we have available in our open browsers. So during development, what Vit what makes Vita special is that we don't bundle anything. Like normally, what you will have to do is to grab all that sources and process all the uh, imports that you have, like all the modules, and produce like one file that the browser can consume. And with Vit, what we do is like instead of doing that, we just start a server without doing any work. That is why it's fast. We don't do anything, and it's very easy to be fast when you just like start a server. And then we wait for the browser to request the first the HTML, and from there, like the HTML may have like a TypeScript, for example, a script tag directly, and that obviously the browser doesn't understand. But when the request for that particular import came to Vit, the Vit server, Vit will transpile on the fly using ESBuild, that is incredible fast, and give that file back to the browser with the import already like uh, handled, so the browser can keep requesting each module separately, and we use then the whole like module graph of the of the browser like all that support there is a lot of complexity that we don't have to do because the browser implement that so that is what why it is like so fast because everything is on demand during development and then we have like hot module replacement that work at the module level so like you only replace like one module when you change it so mm-hmm. it is like it stay fast no matter how big your application is and that is using dev, and during build, it is like an opinionated rollup setup. Like you can think of it like instead of you configuring your rollup to do all the optimizations that you want to do, like if Vid will take care of that for you. Yeah, that's crazy the way you said like it's fast because it doesn't do anything, and I feel like Vit does everything, but it's that kind of makes sense. So even like the first time you run your app in development mode, it doesn't do any bundling or anything. Yeah, well, if you go to the like the small letter there, <laughs> there there are some things. The but we also work it to make that on demand. So originally, there there is a problem with this uh, setup that like I told you, that is that if you have maybe like one thousand modules, then the browser, even if it is like local, uh, it is one one thousand requests, and yeah. the browser will actually take some time to to get all the modules in. So what Evan devised there was, look, we have like two actually parts of your code. You have like the source code that you are going to change a lot. This is what you want, like hot model replacement, because like that, that is the part that you are authoring. And then you have all your dependencies that if you don't like update your package JSON, they, they should be immutable. Mm-hmm. So what with this separation in mind, what we started like doing is saying like all before the server starts, all your dependencies are going to be pre-bundled by ES build. And for example, if you have something like Lodash and you have like 200 modules, there is going to be like only one thing that the browser is going to receive for each dependency. Maybe some common chunks between the dependencies. But this allowed that even for a big project that has like a, it's very complex with a lot of dependencies, you end up like only having like a handful of modules, like depending on the, on the number of dependencies, basically. Mm-hmm. So this was for like 
until I think like 2.7, the way it worked. So the re really the first time that it started, like a cache was generated. Then the second time it was already there. It was just checking a hash in the package JSON and then nothing, and then it was fast. But we we already like move it away from that. And the server now starts right away because that pre-bundle still happened, but we do it in parallel while the browser is requesting your source code. Oh. So it is still like that, like the, that dependency pre-bundle is not kind of on demand, but it's doing in parallel. And when the browser finish requesting your modules, like already at the same time, that first cache generation was already done and then you don't even feel it now. Awesome. That's kind of where my confusion was coming from because I thought there was like that caching before, but now it's moving away from that and just doing it at the same time, which is yeah. really smart. Yeah, awesome. Did you have anything to add, Alex? No, I, I finally think I understand understand how it works. I, I somewhat did before, but that's a really good breakdown. I think what we'll do is we'll go to break and then kind of chat about more of VCAF and like VEAT itself and kind of break into it all. Yeah. Here we Sounds go. Good. Sounds good. We know that creating content can be a tedious balancing act. Developers want flexibility to make seamless digital experiences. While content teams need the tools to work independently. We make changes and are left to watch everything fall apart. We met our limits using plugin after plugin and waiting weeks for edits. All for this. We knew it was time to rebuild the blocks. Storyblock gives marketers creative control and use a visual editor to actually see what they're doing. And developers are no longer restrained to a set of technology. Storyblock has made it simple for each market with localization and personalization tools and allows you to publish content on all channels and all devices. Truthfully, we all wanted the same thing, to deliver the right information to the right destination at the right time. Jamstack.conf is back in person and we are going all out. Come meet the people who are building the future of web development, from the minds behind Dino and Netlify to the open source builders working on Astro, Solid, Eleventy, Angular, and more. Ask questions about what's coming to the modern web directly to the people building it. Hang out with fellow web devs and have fun connecting to the community in a gorgeous rooftop setting. Taking place November 7th and 8th in the heart of San Francisco. Jamstack.conf is a celebration of web development that includes more than 30 speakers, 40 booths, and hundreds of developers, and a few more surprises. Don't miss out and get your ticket or check out the agenda now on jamstack.org forward slash comp. We can't wait to see you there. I should mention we always put up the uh, Coding Cat 25, but we do have the secret Coding Cat 40. Also. Yeah, so, so you can actually watch, get 40% off. Get 40% off. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. I think there might be some Veep people wandering around at Jamstack.com. Hope so, yeah. Uh, Astro Astro was there, so... There you go. We should we should count that also. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was an amazing promo, actually. Like I really want to go and maybe make a bit... Bitcom should be also like uh, also mix uh, presential maybe next time.
So, so maybe since we just had the Jamstack comp thing and they're doing it in person this year for the first time in a couple of years. So maybe we can ask you now, do you ever think there will be a Veet comp in person? I think uh, it would be great. Like I really want to, to meet uh, like the, the conversation that I told you about, like Dominic G telling about the conference was because he was going to a Thrill Summit and he was saying, like, I would like to meet everyone that we are working here in VIT. Yeah. And like we have been working for like, like a, already like years and without yeah. meeting each other. So it will be, I think it, it will be great. It is a, a little bit challenging in the sense of uh, like, how do we do something that is inclusive for the whole world? like we try to do with VidConf if it is like in a location. Like maybe I think like we discussed Brittany at one point, uh, maybe there should be like several locations and then you join the one that is closest to you, but feels already like a lot to organize. So I know yeah, I mean with with the like the community you might be able to with our GDG community, we always do like Google has Google IO and then we do Google IO extended, but as long as you like group those up. I think somebody would do it. Yeah, Svelte did that the first year. They did the watch parties um, mm-hmm. with Svelte Summit. And then um, then this year we had the in-person Svelte Summit. But uh, I was amazed at how many people came from like, there was somebody from Australia that flew to Stockholm. So, I mean, it's just like 24 hours of flights that they went through to get there. Wow. I think yeah. there was somebody from, where was it? It was it was like a 20 hour flight that came to firebase summit um two days ago i was like wow that's yeah that's impressive so so people will travel you would be surprised and V's gonna be in everything soon so yeah yeah i think it's, it's worth it because like after like meeting and like you know like sharing like a, a even like a dinner or like these hollow conversations later on when you chat in a github github issue you understand mm-hmm. a lot better the, the other person so i hope i hope we can do it and i like it in part a lot of the way we work it to generate the space in bitcoin was to think on like how we can like since it is like online only like how we can still have that hallway uh, between ourselves like and, and share a lot more and like not only being watch the talks you know mm-hmm. so this was kind of like an an important part of the how how it it was generated, and and it it was a weird format. I, I haven't seen it yet, like because it was twenty four hours with twelve hours of content that we had, but then we repeated, and the idea was that no matter where you start watching, like if for example, like for uh, Asia. I think BitConf started and Evan Yu joined live for the keynote. Uh, and then he went to sleep and then wake up, joined live for the last <laughs> bit panel oh with, with the bit team. And then all the talks started. So he was able to, to watch and like uh, see the, the rest of the thing. And the same for others in the team because there is a, a lot of bit uh, team members that are from, from Asia. And, and this was the idea that the, even if it is like a re- repeated the stream it, in the chat, it was like completely different. It was live d- mm-hmm. during that part. And there was a lot of speakers that weren't there during the first time. 
because like they were in Europe or they were in Asia and yeah. they were there for the second part. Like even some MCs like uh, Surma, for example, was there when uh, he presented like the the um, uh, contributing section. So like uh, he was around and it, it was funny. Like we, uh, the, he he said the name of uh, Soda uh, and, and a perfect Chinese. And like uh, we asked it like, dude, do you know Chinese? Like, I know he, he practiced it. And so that was there too. And so like, it was perfect. So amazing. I really love the way that you did the whole like 12 hours of content, but then replay it and just brought everybody in. And then you set up all those channels. So the schedule was actually in the VLAN discord. You could look through the forum post and see the schedule. And so each talk had its own like little thread that you could go and you could communicate with the speakers. You could talk about the talk. You could be in the regular general chat, just chatting with other people. And it was just such a great feeling of community and so many different frameworks touch Veet that it was like just all of us in there together. And it felt like just this little community of amazing people. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And uh, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I, I saw the uh, VCAMP um, channel or the, what do they call it, top level category, um, mm -hmm. but I didn't realize there was that many breakdowns underneath it. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the idea, like, and, and this was just like, I think one month before the conference that the forum channels appear. So yeah. I, mm -hmm. and I think they are perfect for that because you can lock it. So you pre-create all the the pause for the for the talks and mm -hmm. you have these private spaces that Brittany was talking about and we really need it because as Brittany say like there were like so many communities coming to the main chat so like I don't know like Brian Carniato will do the the solid talk and the whole like the uh, whole solid team yeah the whole solid <laughs> community open. came from their discord that they were watching it there before like they came for like that that talk to talk to the other people and there were a lot of them and you saw the main chat and it was like, like hertz and like uh, appreciation pause. Like, and it was like, yes. yeah, messages just went fly by. And then on these small, like more quiet spaces, people can keep talking about the talks. Even after the talk is finished, there were some people that, that kept discussing because like, mm -hmm. this is, I think, where some of the stronger connections form it like this idea of the hallway that maybe you go uh you go like out you know after a talk and you talk with the speaker and you say like hey it's really interesting what you did there like would you want to collaborate on something and yeah yeah you're watching and, and those are living on too so i mean yeah. even if somebody comes back to a talk a little bit later you can see like what was there what has already been asked about if you have a question you might be able to post in there and somebody might see it along the way you have just something to look back kind of in time at the conference. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I like hate threads in discord because they're just <laughs> gone or whatever. You can't find them, but I love forums just, especially for like something like this, but something long lived, you want to like go back to and really check out. I, I love your use of um, the tags too. I thought that was really good. That's something that we're uh, kind of playing around with at work. We need to do a better job of too. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, you can see there in the framework panel, there were like 100 messages, like people really yeah. discuss it about it. And it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like and now it stayed. Like, I, I think like, I don't know, like we could rename like this one, like VidConf 
20, uh, like 2022 yeah. talks. Yep. And then it, it, it could remain as part of the VidConf category if we do it the next one, which has like add yeah. a new forum channel. I love that. That's really cool. That's I'm going to have to put that in the brain, brain, brain bank to remember. <laughs> brain brink. Um, so let's talk about VidConf itself. Like there was amazing speakers that showed up, like everyone that I think we'd love to have on the podcast. So, you know. Come, come on the podcast. Hit us up. This cat showed up, I guess. <laughs> I love that picture. I mean, there were just so many so amazing many people. people. Like, I can't even... Some of the best in the industry, right? Like, you yeah. would die to go to this conference. So let's take a look at kind of the schedule. So... I believe this is the first time. When when did you put this live? So the recap or the, the, the replay, uh, like something quite strange happened after the conference is that the 24-hour stream that we did, YouTube decided that it was going to process it forever. And it will, <laughs> I think it will stay that way. Uh, and we is, hear a story. Is there like, like a limit on live stream on YouTube? Uh, it looks like after 12 hours, you are kind of like in these like, weird land where like anything can happen mm -hmm. and, and it's not that we didn't have the content but like normally you do this live stream and you want the same link you know like and keep that and kind of immediately like immediately available after like yeah 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 I, we were we were saying that i think like with britney during the conference like that yeah. we did the intro and we say like to people like relax don't worry you don't <laughs> need to watch all the talks now because it's like 24 hours, but I like 12 hours of content. You need to go to the bathroom, eat. Like, don't worry because the dogs are going to be there. And then after the, the, the live stream was over, it disappeared. <laughs> and then and you like, didn't eh, access them for like a week, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody in all the the possible channels were asking for, <laughs> for the dogs. And, and at one point we say like, okay, like this is not going to process. Like, let's just upload a new... Because we had all the all the content, like we had the Thank first. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. So, so we like we just uploaded. I think like uh, two days ago it was. But I, I think it was for the best because from now on the experience, like twelve the twelve hour stream is a lot easier to handle. You know, like uh, because you can yeah. go to some place without having like this like duplicated content, mm -hmm. and we it allowed us also to spend more time on making a player for the replay that kind of has a vibe of what it was during the live stream yeah but it has cool. it has even more features because now it is over so like you can actually go like prep next and you can jump to the talk that you want that you couldn't do that during the live stream obviously and and also like you can directly go there to the schedule like search for the talk that you like and just click on the on the title and you will go I love that you can like click these links and they come up. Boom, it's on there. Like that's it's just a really cool but site. You can that, click uh, the title too. He said in uh yeah, that plays yeah, it. it automatically plays it to that timestamp, which is so really let's awesome. See if uh, a couple of familiar faces show up here. <laughs> <laughs> they do at some point. Gotta get app right on this community partner list. We're on the Vue.js one. Come on. <laughs> Hey, oh, look at these two familiar faces. This is so meta. 
So much. So much. Inception. <laughs> What's happening right now? Um, it looks like you guys use StreamYard, right? At least for this part. So we use uh, the Spelt Society StreamYard because nice. Patrick and I actually recorded this part beforehand. So we did a pre-recorded. I told him I was like going into something live. There's always issues. There's always oh, hiccups. Yeah. Like you want to have some pre-recorded parts. So I think it was nice to have to not worry about that first part and just be like, just play that. And we made it look like it was live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we made a single cut, no edits. Yeah. So like we did. there were mistakes. And, and people actually ask it like that. It was was it live? Like where like <laughs> You shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't gave that away. Yeah, it was live, of course. Yeah, we did it just <laughs> straight. We're good, but we did do it in one one take. It, it didn't take us more than one take. <laughs> nice. Um, so that kind of dove into um, like the the main the main people hosting was Stack Blitz, right? Yeah. And then uh, um, Eric and Eric and Evan kind of got together and chatted for a while. That was pretty cool. Say that five times fast. Yeah, I can't. I can't say it once. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what were what were kind of some highlights for the two of you? Like, what were your favorite talks that you heard? Uh, I don't Not know. Do you want to go first, really? Um. So, I mean, obviously, like Rich here's. I'm just such a big spelt person, but I thought Rich did a really good job of talking about how V has like brought the community together and like been like a driving force in the ecosystem and how it's really helped with spelt. And he did a little demo of spelt kit at the end that I thought was kind of cool. Um, Dominic did a really good talk. Matt Kane. I don't know. There's, I really like this thing that Brandon's putting together. I don't, I don't fully like understand it, but I think I do. Like he's trying to run Angular with Vit. Like he, he's doing it. Uh, like he's working. Yeah, uh, the, the, yeah. Like the, the problem is that like he's kind of against the tide at this point right. because <laughs> Angular Angular needs to implement like some changes. Mm -hmm. But I think they are coming at one point. I don't know if it's going to be like Vit the way uh, the Angular team is going to go. But there were some RFCs already where they say like we should do something like Vit. Yep. Maybe, maybe even use it, use it, but I know nothing at, about Angular. What does it use? Like, is it Webpack based? Yeah. Like, okay. So, I mean, React was mostly Webpack stuff, right, too. And now you can use React with Beat. So why would you not be able to use Angular and Beat? Angular actually announced like their kind of own version of this. And I was like, at, so we were at, when we were at ng-conf, I was asking Brandon, I'm like, so you going to continue your thing or no? <laughs> and uh, he said it still made a lot of sense like what he was working on. So I think they're probably going to take a look at like what he's doing and, and hopefully like incorporate it back through. So I don't know. I don't know what we'll end up with, but they definitely admitted Angular has been around so long that it's been hard to like keep up with all the newest things that are coming out. Um, after they wrote the like IV engine underneath that runs everything now, that was a huge step forward and took tons of engineering hours and stuff like that. So there's a lot more time now to to focus on some of these other things that they're looking forward to and adding new features and stuff like that. So there's probably going to be some movement there, I would hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, Angular is a, a framework to watch watch out for because they it's it, they are not sleeping; they are working yeah. a lot. 
Yeah, and it's it's you know going back to ng-conf, I haven't ridden Angular in a while. Like it reminded me how close that Angular community really is. Um, and I think I think it's special like to be part of that. Hopefully, I didn't freeze. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like in some ways Vue was always that way. Like the community around Vue is what drove everything. I think that's what allowed Evan to put out V and have it become so popular so quick because everyone loves what Evan's doing. So uh, there was something that was competing with V for a minute. I don't remember what Snowpack. Snowpack. Uh, yeah. And Snowpack went to Astro and started using V. Yep. So yeah. So and, and they have like the, the X Snowpack team that is now like the Astro team has tons of experience in doing something like that. And mm -hmm. they are like working with us. Like they, they have sent like tons of PRs. They are like in the talks about like what features we need to implement. And actually now uh, Blue, that is a team member from mm -hmm. Svelte and uh, from Vit, is working for Astro, uh, like uh, helping them, like doing as a bridge between uh, oh, Astro nice. is paying that for. Yeah, and it has been working great because uh, he's able to uh, like solve a lot of issues that were hard without that bridge. Yeah. Blue, Blue has a very interesting position now because it is like a Svelte, Astro, and Vita at the same time. It's really cool. That that does sound like a really interesting job to be like working with all of those tools at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and about the, the favorite, favorite talks, like it's really hard because really they, they did an amazing job, the speakers. There was a lot of speakers that were first time and I, I I dare you to find like <laughs> who who was because it's they they did an amazing job, but I I really like it like as Brittany say the the intro especially the intro of like Rich Harris where uh, he does this analogy of like beat as infrastructure, and that that was like so 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 great, and then also Ryan Carniato like the, yeah. the he also like explained uh, how like beat is for them like the future of uh, build tooling and it was also an awesome talk and Evan with the story of it and and then also there were uh, some announcement like some project choose vitconf to do kind of their announcements and that yeah. that I think is it was great because it is like uh, it, it makes that community a lot closer let's say to bit for example, one very important is that we started the conference and when we went live, there was like uh, Lucas from Rollup released Rollup Roll 3. 3, yep. Yeah. And this is like the first mayor in like maybe three years or I don't know, like a yeah. lot of time they were working on it. Yeah. And it's a, Rollup is a very important part of it, like a, a huge part of what makes it possible. And mm -hmm. that... I don't know, it's a, it's a strong sign, you know, like of how close the two communities now are working together. Yeah. Uh, we started lately, maybe like a few months ago to collaborate even like closer with Lucas, like, like he's uh, had impl implemented like some extensions for the Rollup plugin API that were VIT only to try to like merge the two plugins API and like avoid like diversion, you know, like and, and having mm -hmm. like only one plugin ecosystem so it is like that that was great that would uh, be really nice storybook also the, i was gonna say did storybook announce something yeah yeah the like ian that is the 
he's he's working on the builder like it's called like vid builder mm-hmm. uh, so he has been working with other maintainers doing that for a while and they choose vidconf also to make the announcement that in in storybook 7.0 webpack is not longer going to be needed if your project uses vid that this is huge It is very huge because if you ever used Storybook before with Webpack and tried to use it with a Vite project, it was not fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like the the, the config also that you have like to configure like kind of like... Yeah, you had two configuration files. And and, and then like it is like instead of just starting, like then Webpack had to start, has to bundle the application and then it started the Vite part for Mm -hmm. your story. So it was not the right experience for a bit app and and they really like work it a lot and in 7.0 how it's going to work is that they are they keep using webpack in their project but mm-hmm. they are going to pre-bundle the application so the application is already like it's not need it doesn't need any more webpack because it's already mm-hmm. done let's say nice. and what you install is that application that is already done and they had a problem because like the add-ons they still need to compile them on the fly because they like that that part cannot be pre-bundled. But mm-hmm. they use ES build for the add-ons. That is incredibly fast. Yes. So basically you have like a an application that is already done. So we start right away. ES build for the add-ons that if you have a, like a few, ES build is extremely fast. You don't even feel it. And then Vite server starts right away. So it's a it's much amazing. better experience. Yeah. And and the config. If you use uh, Vite, then it will pick up your Vite config and that's it. Automatically, Automatically, which is incredible. It's incredible and it's going to be huge for like this story kind of like sub ecosystem that is appearing because like this uh, storybook using Webpack give birth to some Vite native options. Like we had talks there from Histoire, and mm-hmm. from like Ladle and like there, there were like other options that were appearing. There were like Vit first. There like a Vit book too. There was a Vit book that, but now they rebrand it and it's more like a framework. And oh, it's okay. called like Vessel. I think it's Vessel. Hmm. So, but there, there was a Vit book. Uh, th- that's kind of like the, the obvious name, no? Like yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good name. Uh, but I, I, I like that this option. Like at one point they were competing at kind of a speed level. It's kind of like saying like, you know, like we are faster because we all use Vit only. But yeah. now they mature, they are mature enough that it's not that a storybook announcing this is going to kill them. Like they are, they have differentiated them in feature, feature wise. Mm-hmm. So I think like we are going to see more options. And, and a storybook made a good decision also with like making the stories format kind of uh, like a, a standard. So these mm-hmm. other options can also like pick they it up. They kind of follow along with that story yeah. pattern. Yeah, exactly. So that that was huge. And Oh, and then StackBlitz. StackBlitz announced something. Oh, I thought we were going to perfect pick that. I, I know, but do you okay. want to, like, we were talking about announcements that happened. I thought okay. I wouldn't like let it slide. Maybe we should just throw it out there now. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have been working for like three years. So it's kind of like... <laughs> this has been in the works for three years? Yeah, but it, it, because it's, it's kind of like the culmination of like a, a lot of things they have announced yeah. in the past, but they, 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 they were working 
in this particular part for like all this year. And they choose at one point, they say like, okay, let's use VidConf to announce it. And the, the idea is that you are going to have in, if you install an app in your repository, you're going to have in each issue, a comment is going to appear that if somebody will share a reproduction for that issue, there, there is a fix this issue button. You click it and you go to like a VS Code experience where you have not only the reproduction, but also the project you are debugging already connected with a PMPM override. You know, like nor normally you will get the reproduction, like have the project locally, do a PMPM override to connect the two, and then you can start debugging. All these will be like instant. Just and then you can change, for example, you can change Vit and you can run the reproduction and see if it works. You do the PR directly with the, you can do it with the PR extension because extensions work now. PMPM work, Git works, like everything kind of like works in the browser now, like your local. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to the PR, you are going to get a button that say review PR. And there is the same, like you, you press it and you get the reproduction and you get Vit, for example, if it is, this is in Vit and you can... Uh, let's say, like debug it and and check that the the fix really fix it the reproduction. Are you you're in your projects? Yeah, I was trying to see how to jump into Codeflow. I'm in the beta. Yeah, Maybe. one way is like yeah, choose choose one of the repo that is there, like the Astro Docs, yeah. for example, or the Stagrid Docs. Is there a way to connect your own repositories to like the code flow? Once you're in the beta, you can connect like we could do coding cat and set it up for code flow. Yeah. Yeah. Normally what, what you will do is like the easiest way to get into this flow is to install this application in your repo. And then you will not get from establish.com there, but you will get directly from your issues. Like when someone reports, you're going mm -hmm. to be able to fix it from there, let's say. And also, yeah. I think I installed it in here. So theoretically, when we go to issues for like Coding Cat, it would be in here. Yeah, I don't know if it should be like a new issue. Like, I don't know if it goes, you don't have issues. How do you don't have issues? Because <laughs> no one supports us. We, so we, we have just fix we, things on our own. We have like 450. You, do you want some issues from it? Okay. We, <laughs> we can share if if you ever uh, do um, Hacktoberfest, it, it looks more like this. So um, these are the issues we work on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's more like it. I might have to pick somebody's brain, though, because our issues now are supposed to be coming from the org level. When you do a new issue, it's supposed to have the template, and I cannot get that thing to work. Um, so at the org level, we have our dot GitHub mm -hmm. file. That's it got the issue template in here. I was thinking that should work all the way through. I think it's per repo, as far as I know. Mm. I'll have to dig into that more because there was like all these things that said you could do it at org level and then override past that. But that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check that out more. Anyways, sorry, I've I've diverged completely. <laughs> um. Since we did a perfect pick, should we do the rest of our perfect picks? 
Yeah, sure. Was there anything before we do that? Was there anything we missed about talking about VeetConf like that we wanted to highlight or say before we jump over? Uh, did you guys that- actually say that you emceed the thing or did we just kind of browse past it? You showed our picture up there a couple of times. I think my camera is like all auto focused out again. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, but Brittany, Brittany was there at the start and at the end, so that was yeah. that was amazing of her. And and uh, you were also there in like in the moderator, like me seeing that. Luckily, we don't didn't have to do. Kind That's of what I was going to say when we were talking about the chat. Everyone was so nice, and even coming like we didn't have a bunch of framework wars. There were only like one or two things that really even needed to be moderated of twelve, well, twenty four total hours of content, which is just crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just an amazing thing to see all the people being so kind and supportive of each other. Yeah. yeah and w- w- one thing that to, to say is that there were like some like pre-conference talks. So if you didn't saw them, like it's, it's a good opportunity. Like Lindsay did one about yep. Elm and and then like um, Francois did one about Previews.js. And, and this was like released one day before the conference. Uh, and because we didn't have more space and there were so many projects that we still wanted to say like yeah be like be able to participate and we had also like a lot of projects that we say look do a five minute like high level pitch during the stream and then you can do a 20 minute 30 minute deep dive and we release it as a post conference uh, talk. Yeah. So, like, VidConf yeah. isn't over yet because <laughs> we we have like all these post conference. I think they are like seven or eight, and already some people in the community, like I don't know, Maximo was saying like maybe I can do one about Isles that because we didn't have one, and I I had the feeling that VidConf kind of will live between the next one, maybe if we do one like next year. So, I think there will be content it's it's kind of becoming like a interesting platform for projects that want to share their content to keep doing that you know yeah i love I that think I, I miss that so are those going to be listed on the vconf page yeah like so uh, for this post conference talk what we're going to do is that they are going to be in the youtube channel as a playlist they are going to be like unbranded and everything because all the talks and the conference are also going to be released as individual talks because it's easier to share for some people also mm-hmm. yeah. and so like we are going to be releasing during the next weeks like all the talks that of the mainstream you can experience it as a like marathon of 12 hours all connected with yeah. mcs and everything that has <laughs> their own like uh, let's say charm or you can watch and share like an individual talk but then mm-hmm. these other talks are going to be in youtube sharing in twitter uh, in the in the schedule, if you go to the slash schedule, you're going to see that at the end it is it say like post conference talk, and there uh, you are going to be like linking this post conference talk also, and then we have to see because if there is like other, uh, yes, there you're going to see that there is already like the pre conference and the links are already working for them, okay. but but the post conference they. they are not because they are not released yet but these no, are the deep dives tori for example they did a very nice five minutes and like the 20 minute 29 minute talk is really really good uh, can i put a request in for this site when yeah when you click on a section can it scroll back down to that somehow 
I guess it goes up to the top. It, right? it goes up to the top because it plays the video. Yeah. Now, I, now I'm we feel like when I go to share this, it just goes to the video, which I guess that's fine. I keep thinking like it could scroll this bottom section up to where we're at. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just um, don't it's fine. Like, like it's only show the next talks, the, the, the ones that you are not seeing or like. Well, it's hard to like go from like, let's say I share out this. Right. So education, I share yeah. that to you and you just enter in and then you're like, okay, where was that in the talk? It's like, oh, you can't. Ah, but, but you can share the schedule. So if you copy the URL instead mm -hmm. of sharing like the, the, if you go to the copy URL that you did oh, before, here. that is a URL in the schedule, I think. So nice. that will go to the schedule. There you go. See, this is why I need you. <laughs> Just uh, like yeah, the, the copy URL could be anything, so like uh, it's not your fault. <laughs> Maybe we should do a no, I like copy that. There. That's really cool. So don't copy what's up here. Copy. This and then app. if you if you click their name, it goes to their speaker profile too. Like yeah. uh, it's interesting that you want to share like a talk in the schedule and not the did, video of the talk. Did that one break? Uh oh. Okay. Oh, because it is an MC. Okay, like so. It's open source. If someone wants to fix it, like that's a very good fair issue. Now we are that, in Hacktoberfest. You get one fourth of a t-shirt. Those I'm 500 gonna, errors um, have been killing me the last couple of days. I'm I'm done with the 500 errors. I think I'm going to put a request uh, issue in just to add us to these sponsors and see if it slips through. <laughs> After the fact, as well, series is there and. Yeah, down yeah. at the bottom left. And and actually, like this, this was interesting because all these partners, these community partners, were helping us with the promotion of the conference. Mm -hmm. And like I don't know, a story blog that I, I saw that was also a sponsoring here. Uh, like we we like we did like a pre uh, how it's called like a yeah pre podcast let's say, mm -hmm. and and yeah like it's, it, it it was great also to have the support from like a, a wide range of like yeah. not only projects. That's what I was going to say. Like it's, it's not just so framework specific or like backend specific, like you have everything in there. It, you it, it very much reminds me of Jamstack. And I've been trying to tell yeah. them like, I'm like, this was done so well with like these community partners and yeah. like you did the badges where you could theme it with the community partners yeah. and everything just kind of brought the community together. And I loved all of the ideas that you had. They were amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. You, you, well should, you should check like, do you have Alex your ticket there or not? Like, uh, I, I cleared my cash to get it to reset. Um, let me see if I can, can I just re-enter my email? Because that, that was really nice. Also the, the same picker that Brittany, say like there there were so many framework at the end like we the ui was starting to like break with all the, <laughs> all the different things that were going I think. yeah i think you, you need to like log in with so if you press customize your ticket you there we go ah there and now you can pick a partner down below you know what i don't even think i did this part that's pretty cool um here i'll get fired at work for picking firebase yeah and if you share it, then like you will share That's like really this, this like social that. image in Twitter and invite others with your ticket. I like how it changes color too. Yeah. We did something yeah. similar to this, but I like that you can add to this. That's cool. I'm yeah, at the beginning, I'm, I think I'm we started with like eight options or something like that. 
Oh, I don't know if it'll update because I sent this one out. So Twitter. Uh, you, you can you can trick you can trick the cache like oh, just yeah. at the end add cool. a query that say like awesome or like hey yeah what. Yep, I do that. that in Discord and, all the time to bust the cache. I like do question. You need mark like actually like, yeah, there it is. Yeah. The wrap. Nice. I'm attending Bitcoms today. I, I we need to change that message. <laughs> We're finding bugs. This is great. Live, <laughs> live debugging. Okay, we gotta jump to perfect picks. We've run out of time. I'm sorry. Um, so I think we kind of stole your code flow one, uh, Matthias. Do you have another one? I I, I think I, I was going to to mention. Uh, I I I think I was going to mention a story, <laughs> a storybook seven, but That's right. What's and then and then roll up. I was go, I was thinking so like we talked about a lot of things, but then I, I I will talk about Deno because we didn't say anything about that. But yeah. they did in five minutes and like an amazing talk. They just before the conference finished like proper support for Vit, and so you can know now. Not only like run an application that was created by Vit in Deno, but you can run the Vit that server in Deno right now. And it is an amazing five-minute talk because they go from starting the project to deploying in the, their platform, and and it's like beautiful. Like I really recommend that talk. You and Vit, I put it. I put it as your uh, pick. Perfect. Your perfect pick. <laughs> Um, let me see, Brit. I think you had Svelte-Kit one. Uh, My tabs are Yeah, I was up. trying there to get you, you an actual site to visit because that is just the repo that I got working, but I wanted you to see the actual website. I want to see the site. Do what? I want to see the site. Show it to me. Okay, here. Um, private chat. I... I thought I deployed it with the correct name, but I got one of the, the fun Netlify names, Status Q Pika. Oh, status. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what is happening? Okay, there we go. Look oh, at that. That's creepy. That's not where I am, <laughs> thankfully. <Whew. laughs> so this is the edge network on Netlify. I finally got it working in SpeltKit, and it was working all along. I just... So... In SpeltKit, it provides the event.platform based on the adapter that you're using. And that's an object with a context object. And you can't just send the context object from the server to the client. And I didn't realize that. So I was wow. trying to read the entire context object. And But if you break it down and you go into the things, you can actually like get access to the Dino edge function stuff in SpeltKit's endpoints, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is really neat. And then the repo for this is out it's here. there, yeah. Okay. And if you went into SRC routes edge, the server file, you could see the code behind that, the server one. Yep. And then that's the entire context object below that you can access all of those things. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Um, your second pick, a second pick, another Netlify one. I'm like all markety today, but I'm really <laughs> excited about these things because I'm working with the workflow pillar now. And this is one of the latest things that they released. And so PMPM works out of the box with Netlify. Now it's been a little hacky and like you've had to do some workarounds to get it to work in the past, but that is no longer the case and it is available for use for everyone. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, 
My first pick, I have a couple picks that have been on my list for a while, and I, I cleaned up my list so they're a little more relevant. But um, so this, some people might have heard about already, but uh, Cloudflare Stream is on my list for on-demand video streaming. Um, so I've done some AWS Amplify tutorials for the streaming video and things like that. This is super cheap from what I can tell comparatively. Um, so the, the cool part, if you haven't done this before, like it'll encode and put out HLS on-demand videos for live streaming. Um, and it has this too. So you can do that. That You know how I'm always talking about on StreamYard, you can point it at places. We could actually point this out and it would go everywhere too. So really cool. Dive into it further. I'm not giving it the justice it, it really needs for live <laughs> streaming, but um, it's, it's really cool. Cloudflare streaming. Cool. My second one is an older one too, um, so June-ish. But I'm I've always been looking at developer experience and dev DevRel stuff all over the place because I feel like I'm always failing at my job, as I think every DevRel really feels like they're doing because <laughs> we do too many things. Um, but this was a great breakdown that Lee did. Um, Lee's over at Vercel, obviously. So developer experience at Vercel. He has a ton of stuff in here about like DX and just how to make it work. So there's a great amount of um, info in here. It's not that long. I would read through it, but it's got some cool like link outs to different people too. So oh, cool. Check nice. that one out. Um, I think that's all of them. Yeah. We, uh, we already called out our, our code flow one too. So very awesome. But yes. Thanks so much for uh, jumping on. I know it was very short notice on this one, so yeah. really appreciate it. I'm glad that we were able to sneak it in. <laughs> I, I feel like this must be like the first coverage after VCOMP, no? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I slept like this week and then like our PR here. <laughs> I cannot believe how long you stayed up. It was crazy. <laughs> It'd take me a month to recover after a 24-hour yeah. deal like that. <laughs> it was worth it. It was really, really nice. That's awesome. I love I love what's going on with Vite and uh, keep up the great work on the core stuff too. Yeah. Thank you so much cool. for coming on. Thanks a lot for the invite. It was really nice chat. Take care.